happy Labor Day weekend. Thank you for joining in here at Next Level Church. We are excited uh, that you are here and part of what's going on. My name's Doug, and I'm one of the pastors. And and, and this today is, is kind of an unusual day, I guess, in some regard, from a teaching perspective. You know, we do series all the time, and right now, this today is what we call a standalone series. And that means that this message stands alone. And and so uh, sometimes it's a little bit harder to develop a standalone message than it is uh, to be part of a series. And so I, I, I knew this several months ago that this was coming. And I've been praying and asking God, what is it that you want to put on my heart to put on uh, everybody else's heart? And so through that filter, uh, I began to, 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 to pray. And even before I spoke last time on August the 14th, I, I, I was part of that series uh, called Kingdom Investments. And so uh, when I spoke, I shared some ideas. And, and so those were fresh in my mind, and I began to work through those. And I just want to remind you of those really fast uh, from a couple weeks ago. They are uh, These are what's important in the kingdom of God or values of God's kingdom is uh, love God and love others, be last not first, give your stuff away, be like Jesus, serving followers of Jesus is rewarded. Now that's the the verse where a cup of cold water uh, is given in his name, it's rewarded. And then uh, the, the big idea of the sermon was this, when you serve the least of these, you do it to Jesus. And so those were all part of, of the that message. And so From that message, I wrestled with that. And one of the things that you need to understand is that as a when I stand and preach or communicate, whatever you want to call it, teach, it is something that 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 I take very seriously. And so so when I deliver a message, it's something that that first of all I'm trying to live out in my own life. And so I've been sitting on these ideas for a while before I ever present them. And so so I'm sitting on that message, and, and it was very challenging, even for me, as I'm thinking through that process of, of, of the importance of the values of the kingdom of God. And so from that, I began to ask myself, okay, Doug, what is it that's important to you? And so as I processed that, I began to think, well, uh, Donna, my wife, she is very important to me. My, my children are important to me. My, my 90-year-old mother, she is very important to me. Uh, my extended family is important to me. The, uh, my friends are important to me. The ministry that I do, the job I have, is, is very important to me. Providing for my family, providing for future for my family. Uh, those things are important to me, and I'm sure they're important to you too. Those types of, of things. Not my family, <laughs> that'd be weird. Uh, but your family, as you think about what's important to you. You have things that's important to you just as I have things that are important to me. And, and so I'm wrestling with that in terms of what does it look like because in the kingdom of God, because I said in my life, and I say every day, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I live for your kingdom. And so uh, if, you, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I'm glad you're here for this part of this message, and, and you're going to hear this, and, and you need to understand why we do some of the things we do but I'm coming from that perspective, that, that I declare Jesus was the Lord of my life, and I accepted Him. And, and from that, I'm asking myself, what's important 
from, from several weeks ago, from the value of the kingdom of God, I shifted that to begin. Well, how does what's important to me match up or get filtered through the kingdom of God? And I quickly realized that I needed to ask another question. And it hit me like a brick. What's important to Jesus? Now, being transparent, I don't ask that question every day. I know few people who ask that question every day. And so it might not be a question on your heart and your mind, but I think that maybe it should be if you call Jesus Lord and if you're considering what it means to be a follower of Jesus, I think it would be really important to be able to answer this question. And so for our next few minutes, I'm going to take some time and, and we're going to try to answer this question, what's important to Jesus? Now, as I'm preparing for this message, again, this all started uh, even before August the 14th, and I'm, and I'm processing this, and I'm wrestling with this, and I'm thinking about this, and, and, and I got this whole kingdom value piece, and I'm starting to ask, what's important to me? How does that all filter in? I started reading this book uh, by Andy Stanley, uh, and it's called Not In It to Win It. And that was a very challenging book. It was a good book. I enjoyed reading it. There was a, enjoyed, is that a good word? I'm not quite sure. Uh, but it was very challenging with that. And so I got all this stuff swirling around. And I landed back to this question. What's important to Jesus? And so I know you're probably at this point looking at your watch and going, man, I ain't got time to watch this video. This guy's going to be here all day long. Well, no, that's not true. I'm going to take my normal 20 minutes and do, do what we need to do. And so with that, I kind of scoped it down, and, and I began to look specifically at Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. Now, Matthew uh, is a writer of what we call the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew was a follower of Jesus, and he wrote down an eyewitness account. This is what I saw and heard through Jesus. And so this is Matthew writing about what he heard about Jesus' teaching. Now, I say all that to say I am not going to preach through 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. Not going to happen. That's three chapters. We don't have that much time. But I do want to highlight a few things that I, I found to be important in what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Just a few of those things, but I want to highlight them and talk about what's important to Jesus. So, so the best way I can do this is to, to try to sit down and go, listen, I think this is important to Jesus. First of all, act so people will praise God. That's important to Jesus. Take a look at this verse. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Well, I mean, that's a pretty straightforward question. This is Jesus talking. And, and he says, listen, what you do is very important. I think it's really important. He didn't say... Let your beliefs shine before everybody. Now, beliefs are important, don't get me wrong. But he didn't say, let your beliefs shine before everybody. He said, let your what? Good deeds shine out. Why? So that people 
can praise the Lord. That's why we live the life that we live. That's why I try to live the life I live. Because I want, to, I want people to look at what I do on social media, for sure. On, uh, with my friends and with my family, absolutely. With my coworkers. I want to be able to look at my life and go, man, look what Doug's doing. Praise God for those things. I know that kind of sounds a little over-spiritual, but listen, I'm just saying, this was important to Jesus. Look what else. Important to Jesus. Seek to restore broken relationships. Now, I know I highlighted restore. I probably should have highlighted the word seek. What does that mean? That means it's my responsibility to, to seek out and fix broken relationships. Take a look at this passage. If you are presenting a sacrifice, that is, Jesus is talking to people in the first century. What are they doing? They're worshiping in the temple. They're going to their church, the temple. And they're in the middle of offering a sacrifice. They're in the middle of worship. Okay? For us, in the middle of singing. I don't know. But we're in the middle of that. We're in the middle of this message. And it says, if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, check this out. Leave your sacrifice there. Leave it. Leave it right there. Go and be reconciled to that person and then come and offer your sacrifice to God. And Jesus is saying, listen, it's so important in your worship of God. This is, again, what's important to Jesus, restoring broken relationships. Why? Because if I've got broken relationships, I can't worship God. It's just a fact. And so that's why, as a believer, I try to fix relationships that are broken. It's important to me to try to find reconciliation. Why? Because it impacts my worship of God. Also, it's important to Jesus. He wouldn't have talked about it if it wasn't important to him. Look what else. Turn the other cheek. Oh, now this one's hard. This is hard. Look at this. You've heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. You know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, Jesus, I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek. If you're, wow, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek. Now, is Jesus just saying, stand there and get beat to death? I don't know. But here's what I do know this is the art of not retaliating. Yeah. And by the way, if you think through Jesus' life, he modeled everything that's important to him. He didn't look at us and say, y'all do something that y'all can't do. I'm going to do it. And Jesus modeled this. He turned the other cheek. Don't resist an evil person. Offer the other cheek also. And he went on to say, he went on to say this. If you are sued in court, and your shirt is taken from you, give them your coat too. Throw a little extra in. And if a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it too. Now, this one's kind of interesting, and we, we don't really understand what this means, but in, in, 
during this time in the first century, uh, uh, Israel was under Roman law. Okay, so that means the Romans invaded and they still had the Jewish culture, but the Romans invaded and so now it was Roman law that dictated everything. And in Roman law, a soldier could walk up to you if you were in the middle of anything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're working, you're playing, you're spending time with your kids, uh, whatever, eating. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Roman soldier walks up to you and he goes, hey man, I need you to carry my bag. You are obligated under Roman law to carry it for one mile. You are obligated to interrupt your life. You are obligated to be taken advantage of. You are obligated to do that. And Jesus said, if a Roman soldier walks up to you and asks you to carry his, his gear for a mile, do this, go two. <laughs> go the extra mile. It's part of a heart of reconciliation. It's part of a heart uh, of even, even looking at, at, at what government is doing right here. And it's having a heart of reconciliation with that. It's important to Jesus. Turn the other cheek. What else is important to Jesus? Love your enemies. That's right. You know, there's people you really don't like. Those people who don't think like you. Those people who don't act like you. Those people that do things that are totally contrary to you. Those people that we're going to get into that hurt you a long time ago. We're going to get into that later. These are your enemies. It's an adversary. What did Jesus say? I say, love your enemies. That's what I say. Jesus said, love your enemies. Love them. You know what love looks like. You pour out love to, to, to people every day. You treat your enemies like that? I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Now, this prayer isn't God zap them, God destroy them, call, God call down fire upon them, God kill them, God make them have a, 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 an economic downturn, make them uh, whatever. No. This is praying for people who persecute you. That God would help them and help them to see and know Jesus. Pray for those who persecute you. Again, this is important to Jesus. Very important. I told you I was going to get to this one. Forgive those who do wrong to you. Forgive. Jesus said, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. He will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now, this is tough. And, I, and, and to be transparent with you, I'm not exactly sure what Jesus is saying right here and how all this works. But what I do know is what's important to Jesus from this passage right here, that forgiving those who do you wrong is important to Jesus. Again, Jesus showed us how to do it. 
I mean, you remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross? Do you remember what he said specifically on the cross? The people that had literally nailed him to a cross, the people who were laughing at him, making fun of him, mocking him in public, a.k.a. social media. Forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. You see, here's what happens. When somebody does us wrong, we think they owe us something. It's called a debt. Somebody does something to me, they owe me an apology. They owe me the money that they stole from me. They owe me my reputation that they took from me. They owe me something. They owe me whatever I need. They owe me, and it's due to me. And so because it's due to me, you've done me wrong. And Jesus says, you got to let go of that. You got to let go of that debt. It's, it's, it is the concept forgiveness. There's an element of forgiveness that is simply as saying, you look at the other person. And they don't have to be in front of you. You can do this. If there's somebody who died that has wronged you, there's no way you're going to sit down with them and find reconciliation because they're dead and gone. If they're in prison, it may not happen. If they're in a, under a restraining order, it might not happen. And quite frankly, it doesn't have to happen in person. But it is the process of saying, you owed me a debt, and I want to let you know I am releasing you of that debt. I am releasing you of that debt. I am no longer under the bondage of retrieving that debt. I'm releasing you of it. And you don't owe me anymore. Forgive those who do wrong. It's really important to Jesus. Here's a nice one. Fix yourself. Before you fix others. Now Jesus in this process, he's talking about uh, there's a he uses the the analogy of an eye, a piece of wood in your eye, and and, and a piece of wood in your in your friend's eyes who you're trying to fix. And so he sets all this up by saying, you see somebody, you want to go fix them. And he says, no, you don't go fix them. Here's what you do. First, get rid of the law. Get rid of the mistake. Fix your blind spots first. A big log, as he calls it. And then you will see well enough to deal with the speck that's in your friend's eye. I mean, here's what happens. Oftentimes we see someone, we want to go fix them. And we got all these blind spots. 
And we built up these, we have these self-talks, we build up things. We didn't even talk to other people. Can you believe such and such? Can you believe they're doing that? I can't believe they're doing that. You know, somebody needs to go tell them that they're wrong. Somebody needs to go tell them that's wrong. That's just slap wrong. We need to go fix that. (laughs) And Jesus said, hey, first, get rid of the big mistakes, the big issues in your life before you try to go fix somebody else's. It's important to Jesus. This may be the root of it all, of what's important to Jesus. Have a transformational belief. Now you heard me mention earlier, I made a phrase about belief and having an action Your actions are what people praise God with, not your belief. Beliefs are important. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes we hinge everything on a belief. When really what we need is transformational belief. And in our church, we're calling that willful obedience. Transformational belief. Willful obedience. Listen to this. A good tree does what? Produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce a good fruit. That's pretty obvious, right? I mean, that's, that's a given. Apple trees are going to produce apples, and they're going to produce oranges. Now, I know all you scientists out there are going, well, I can go in and I can graft an orange branch to an apple tree, and then it would bear apples. Yeah, you could do that, but it's not natural. A muscadine vine will bear forth fruits of muscadines. It will not bear forth fruit of grapes that are worthy to make some kind of nice, wonderful grape wine with. It's not going to happen. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can... Identify people by their beliefs, by what they think, by their posts on social media. No, it says identify people by what? Their actions. Well, that could be your post on social media. But you identify people by their actions. That's a transformational belief. If I believe Jesus is Lord, again, I'm going to live my life based on what's important to Him, and all these things are important to Him. That's willful obedience. I'm willing to submit myself to the Lord Jesus Christ because I said, hey, you're Lord. I'm not. You're Lord. I'm not. Only those who actually do the will of my Father. Do. Not believe. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter the kingdom of God. Transformational belief. Super important to Jesus. Super important. Because what you believe should change your life. 
certainly changed my life. Now, all these things are important to Jesus. And you might even say they're values to the kingdom of God. I'm not sure, but I do know that they're important to Jesus. And there are many, many more in those three chapters and throughout the rest of the, the Bible, the New Testament. Now, here's what you need to know. I struggled with how to land this message. really did. I, I know I'm, I'm getting pretty casual, but I'm trying to have a conversation here. And I really struggle with how to land. I know exactly how I'd have landed this 30 years ago. Man, I'd have been preaching. I'd have been wailing. I'd have been beating. I'd have been holding the Bible. I'd have been guilting, guilt, guilt, guilt. Uh, I'd have had some manipulative song uh, coming right after this where the music just popped and the words were saying, you need to do this or you're going to hell. And, and that's what I'd done 30 years ago. But I've learned a lot in 30 years. And to be transparent, I've been wrestling with this stuff. What's important to Jesus? And so, as I thought about it, I thought, well, okay, so here's what I could do. I could challenge you. I could give you a challenge. That'd be great. I could give you a challenge. And in that challenge... Um, I could, I could just simply challenge you going out the door, finishing this video. Here's the challenge. Go do this. I could ask you to raise your hand in your own, <laughs> wherever you are. I could ask you to uh, scan a QR code and fill out a form. I could do a lot of things. I'm not going to do that either. here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do or ask you what I'm asking myself. Will I accept a life challenge? Will I accept something that, that is going to change my life? I'm going to make a statement that's going to change the pathway of my life forever. And I want to know if you'll make it with me. I will live my life like this. What's important to Jesus is important to me. Where I work, live, and play. I will live my life like this. What is important to Jesus is important to me. And I want to know if you'll come along with me on this journey. I want to know if, if, if you really want to say Jesus is Lord. And come along this journey. This is not a one and done thing. This is a process. And I want to encourage you to come with me to accept this challenge that I'm going to live my life like this what's important to Jesus is important to me let's pray together
Father, I thank you so much for Jesus. I thank you that, that he loves me and he loves all of us so very much. Even as to think about it as the individual, you as individually, God loves you. And God, I thank you that you love us. And out of that love relationship, Jesus came and lived his life and said we had a choice. We had a choice to, to believe, to become a follower, which means that Jesus is Lord of my life. And so I ask that you would help us to take a life challenge. That from this day forward, I don't know what it means. I don't know how it's going to impact my life. But from this day forward, I'm going to live my life like what is important to Jesus is important to me. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us today. And, and, and if you are getting anything out of this, as this is impacting your life or in any way, shape, or form, we'd love for you to like this. We'd love for you to share this because, because you have friends who, who, who are just like you who are looking for something, and you're joining in in a part of this, and it seems to be doing good for you, and so, so do us a favor, like it, and share it on, on all forms of social media. Hey, also, you need to know that, that this ministry, not talking about the, the, the ministry of the whole church takes place because people give, absolutely. They give to honor God, but they want to give to impact other people's lives. And so here's the deal. Because somebody gave, we're able to put this online for you. And so with that, maybe you're saying, hey, I want to be a part of that because I know other people like me who could benefit from this. And so I want to help somebody like me. And you can give. And you can see right there on the screen the multiple ways to give. But just remember that we're giving to honor God, but knowing that our gift is also impacting other people's lives. Now, as we wrap up today, I want to leave you with this thought. From, again, Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, anyone who listens to my teaching, this is Jesus now, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, Aha, that's the life transformation, by the way. Anybody who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. You are blessed. When you listen to the teaching of Jesus and you follow him because you're able to stand. And you go with the challenge and your life will be changed. Hope you guys have a great week.